Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy and other things too. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which is foamy this morning. Oh, that was good. Once I penetrated the fresh foamy layer and got to the yummy stuff. I like the foam too. You guys know that today is Thursday, September 23rd first day of fall equinox was yesterday afternoon mid afternoon eastern time early afternoon my time I thought it was funny because my weather app sent me a equinox note at exactly equinox eastern time (laughs) which was let's see let me take that back it was at like 321 Eastern time, which is 121 my time, but I got the happy equinox at 321. So I was like, I don't think that's how it works, but you know, a for effort, B for effort. <laughs> so, um, I already said what day it is. I'm, I'm feeling the brain drain, um, doing, I think, even working on that uh, wedded to darkness on Monday and then um, last two days I've been working on this thing for agent Sarah and I'm feeling the brain drain. So we're actually taking today off. I'm going to go to Ryder coffee and then we're going to take the kayaks out to the lake because beautiful weather and I'm going to go uh, refill the well. That's the sound of the well refilling. It's it's actually sort of the um, it's supposed to be like the flashback sound, but I've co-opted it. <laughs> it's a pause. It's the pause in the general uh, doings of the things. One thing I've noticed in writing this thing for Agent Sarah is that I am feeling um, because I am writing this thing that's very particularly what she wants and what other people have asked for. It is an idea that I want to write, but it's also, I am very conscious of the people looking over my shoulder. And that's something that I talk about a lot, um, especially when, um, newer writers are asking about writing stuff that their families won't approve of. And I'm always like, you got to kick those voices out of the room. You know, you can't let anyone be looking over your shoulders. You're right. It's easy advice to give. It's difficult to execute. And I'm finding myself, um, feeling vulnerable in a way since even though I know that Sarah really wants this particular book, uh, after what I went through with her on the last book that she did not like, I am finding myself, um, feeling, you know, gun shy once bitten twice shy. It's, it's interesting to observe this emotional reaction in myself. It's almost like a little bit of PTSD where it's like, I'm really self-conscious about what I'm writing. She gulps down coffee. Um, and I think this is something we don't ever get over, uh, which I know is not the advice that the newer writers among you want to hear, but, um, 
you know, you think that you're going to get to this place where you are just utterly confident and you've written empty million books and people love your books and you're making money on your books and making a living on your books like I am. Um, and you think you'd be all tra-la, tra I know what I'm doing and it doesn't go away. And I think it's worth exploring because one of the things we talk about a whole lot in this business is we often give the advice that you have to develop a thick skin. I have given this advice myself many times. Actually, my number one advice is don't read your reviews. And then number two is develop a thick skin. Um, but you have to, and maybe that's the wrong order because you have to develop a thick skin before you start publishing, before you start querying, even before you start showing your stuff to people. because um people are going to criticize it right and they're going to say things what they don't like about it and what they think you should fix and it's it's a difficult thing um and we talk about that thick skin as if it's some sort of protective layer that we're able to put on over ourselves mainly over our hearts right so that we do not feel the pain of the rejection. And I think maybe it's a bad metaphor because you don't ever not feel the pain. There is no protective coating. (laughs) Um, you have your maybe certain kinds of confidence where you begin to, where you're able to set aside certain kinds of critique but that's almost like more of a, it's more like a a laser array system, right? Where you can see particular kind, we're going to run with like, I don't know, a spaceship metaphor apparently, but you know, it's like you can see certain kinds of objects flying at you through space and you get wise and you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to let that um, big old piece of space junk hit my ship. I'm going to laser it you don't rely on your shields to do that. Your shields are for the unexpected things. I'm kind of liking this metaphor. The ones that come out of left field that you didn't see coming. Otherwise you use your lasers and maybe you're mining for stuff because you're looking for where the good stuff is in there. Cause some of the feedback's useful. And so you have to like pick and choose. You blow up the bad stuff and you tractor beam in the good stuff. But even then you have to like, put it in decontamination and pick it apart carefully because there might be some nasty toxic shit in there and you carefully extract what's worthwhile. But one of the things about this advice, um, besides the fact that having a thick skin is really probably not a good metaphor is that in order to do what we do, Um, in order to be creative, you have to be sensitive. You have to, to have that open heart. And, and I've read some interesting things about that, you know, about people who are more sensitive to the world. Um, and maybe I think those of us who are sensitive, it takes us a longer time to figure out that not everybody feels the same way that we do that, um, you know, like I was always the kid that 
you know, worried about animals dying. And, you know, not everybody feels that way. You know, um, you worry about the nestlings and the nests and, and I know that not everybody has that same experience of life, but I was talking with, uh, my friend Kelly Robson about this yesterday, how I was kind of wrestling about this in the book. And, and she said, well, you know, the thing is, is that we have to be open and vulnerable and sensitive in order to do what we do. And I think there's something to that because, you know, I often talk about that. I don't feel like I think my books into being that like they come to me from another place. And I've worked very hard on having that creative subconscious, which is open to, um, I want for things to come in. I want that. I want that inspiration. I want, um, those beings from other worlds to come and sit by my campfire and tell me their stories. And in order to do that, I have to be, I have to have an open campfire, right? You know, I can't, I can't build a wall around my campfire. I know I'm mixing metaphors like crazy. Now the metaphor I'm referring to here is I think it was Daniel Jose older. I, I attribute it to him where he said that the process of creativity to him feels like, uh, building a campfire and beings from other places are attracted to the campfire and come and sit and tell him their stories. I'm going to pause for a sec. I was getting a little bit of sun encroachment. So, um, so yeah, I love that image. That's how it feels to me. People coming and saying a campfire, but yes, it does require a certain kind of openness to, um, to be willing to have anybody come and sit at your campfire, right? You don't get to, um, pick and choose necessarily. And so this, this thing of being open and vulnerable and sensitive is, is an interesting experience with so much of the business side of things clunking my cup against the table there, you know, has to do with, um, throwing rocks, throwing darts, um, you know, from people who look at it to say, how can you make this better to the people who say, I can't sell this, this isn't marketable. And then when you do publish it, you have the people who read it and say, Oh, I hated it. And the author was clearly trying to do X, Y, Z. And you're like, um, no, the author was not, (laughs) the author was not trying to do X, Y, Z at all. Um, you know, and, and that's why you don't read reviews because, and I, I know that, well, first of all, I'm going to say, don't read your reviews. Um, because even the good reviews will affect you and you'll hear those voices in your head as you write, but also because, um, it's too late to change it. It's even if you get, and I know that I, I see plenty of, especially newer writers and self-publishing writers say, oh, well, I get such good feedback in my reviews and it gives me ideas for, for what I should change. 
And I am just a believer that you should not change a published book. Um, you know, it used to be that you couldn't before you had control over those things. I think it's better for you if you can't. Uh, and if you just make a rule where you don't, because, um, it's done. It's done. There's a point at which you know, like a question that I hear all the time too, is how do you know when a book is done? How do you decide when it's finished? And the thing is, is, you know, that's hard to know because you can poke at a thing for a really long time. I mean, you can keep it for years and poke at it and tweak at it. And how do you know? You just have to decide there comes a point at which you have to cut that tether and let it fly free and publishing should be cutting that tether. If you're forever going back and revisiting something that's already been published, then it, it holds you back in time. We are creatures who are meant to move forward in time. Um, we are not dwelling in the past is problematic in many, many ways. If you are dwelling in the past, um, that I could talk for a long time about that, the energetics of it and Chinese philosophy and so forth. But, but the Tao, the Tao flows, right? The Tao flows forward and you don't want to be, if you are stuck at a point in the past, if you are tethered to things in the past, then you're no longer with the Tao. You're no longer flowing forward there. That's a, a simple way to explain it. So if you are forever going back and wanting to change the past and revising a book that's already published counts as trying to change the past. You know, people have read it. It's, it's out there. It's been published. It's made it into the world. Let it go. Write a new book. Writing a new book is the best thing you can do. And even though writing a new book is an exercise in vulnerability, right? Because every new book you put out there is, is a little piece of you, right? I talk about that sometimes that finishing a book and having a release and tomorrow is release day for a dragon's daughter. Um, and it's, um, you know, it just never ceases to be fraught because you're, you're taking a little piece of yourself that you've channeled and, you know, these stories that you wrote down or however it feels to you and you lay it out there for the world and you know, people start, you know, having at it and they take it in, they chew it up and they make it into their own thing for better or worse. And you have to let that go. It just can't be your thing anymore. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm liking this idea and I might um, work on it more, but think about that, you know, like using the laser guidance system. Um, don't rely necessarily on having a thick skin so that you don't feel it because that just, <laughs> uh, maybe there are people out there like that who don't feel it, but I don't believe so. Um, you're, you're just going to always feel it. 
if if you're a creative person you know if you're sensitive and open to the world you are just always going to feel that um so I guess you know the the advice with all emotions right is to not try to repress them because you know that's bad for us if we try to repress our emotions try not to feel them instead you feel it you feel it fully and then you let it flow through you you know like the Tao, right so that was an unexpectedly philosophical uh podcast today um and now i'm going to take the day off give my uh brain a rest and uh yeah just um let let the see if a little bit of um creative groundwater would seep back into the well and you know maybe it's um some of that you know giving a chance for those voices to recede too so on that note i'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts and i will talk to you all tomorrow on release day you all take care bye bye happy autumn